재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Welcome back to Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. Michelle Kang is here from the Seoul Global Communication Center with a little thing we call Did You Know? And she's going to bring us up to speed on some Korean proverbs, some of them quite unique. Hi, Michelle. Good morning, Kurt. Nice to see you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So we're uh, little proverbs in all languages uh, tend to be a bit quirky. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you know right away what people are meaning with it because it's uh, it's just a direct metaphor. Other times it's like, what? Uh, You have to have, you know, either a grandmother that said it all your (laughs) life and you know what it means or you have to be explained. And we're going to do kind of a a little mix of both. Okay. School us in some proverbs. Where are we going to start? Um, How about we start with listening to this addictive (laughs) size song just one more time. (laughs) Oh, my God. Right around Halloween, you're you're, you're you're going to reference uh, Gangnam Style again? Mm, Yes. Okay. So uh, are we supposed to play it? Are you guys going to play it in there or no? Maybe. Maybe they're they're working on queuing it up. Anyway, (laughs) Gangnam Style. Does Gangnam Style have a proverb? Um, well, the song itself is entirely in the Korean language, but probably our listeners already know what Oppa or Gangnam mean. I've been to places in Southeast Asia where they've got the song memorized and they're performing it as karaoke. Oh, okay. That's, That's how great. powerful the song was. All right. Okay. So when you listen to this song, there's a, a phrase when he raps, like, if there's someone who runs faster than others, there is always another who can fly to beat them. Give us the Korean for that. And he's using a a, a bit of a a slightly off-color Korean word there. It's Mm -hmm. more like uh, a word for a bad guy rather than a guy. Mm. Uh, And so he's insinuating that he's the guy that runs faster than the other guys. Um, size himself? Yes. No, no, no. There's always someone who is going to be better than you, so don't be too cocky. Okay. So Mm -hmm. all right. So there's always somebody that runs faster. Than you. Yeah. So don't yeah. be too cocky. That's right. Okay. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, Icarus flying too close to the sun. You mm-hmm, know, don't fly mm-hmm. too close to the sun. Yeah, that's right. That's okay, right. so there's uh, the the sayings of Sai in Gangnam Style, mm-hmm. a little bit of wisdom from Gangnam Style. That will get us off and running. Uh, then another thing occurs, you know, pride goes before a fall. That's what um, my, uh, my grandma said that a number of times. Mm. Pride goes before a fall. If you right. get too proud, blow yourself up, right. you're going to stumble and you're going to have, or mm. the, uh, what is it, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Right. The more right. you pump yourself up and the more status you gain, the more you have to lose. Mm. So, where next? Okay, so I think uh, it would be fun if you can, I guess, Kurt, the meaning for some of the proverbs I'm going to just read you out now. Mm. Uh, I like a little pop quiz. Yes. Okay, so, and then we can discuss the interpretation and then... And um, as you do them, you're going to probably give me the English, right? Give me, if you can, give me the the little, the Korean phrase, just so Korean listeners as well might might know as well. Sure, sure, sure. The smaller pepper is hotter. 작은 고추가 더 맵다. It sounds like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the something about bark and bite, you know, uh, big things come in small packages, maybe you, you translate that mm. to. So don't, uh, don't judge it by its size. Don't yeah. judge a book by its yeah, cover, perhaps. that's right, that's right. So the little pepper looks tiny, but uh, it's going to make spicier. you howl because mm. it's spicier. That's right. And that's actually true in food, isn't it? The big peppers are, are <laughs> right, kind of right. milder, whereas the little teeny one, yeah. they call the mouse peppers in Thailand. Mm, that's and right. those things will blow your head off. I know. 
itself. That's right. So the smaller pepper is hotter. And then number two, I think it's quite um, easy. The water is already spilt. Okay, that sounds like spilt milk. We would say the don't cry over spilt milk in uh, English. And that means, hey, look, man, what's done is done. The problem is created. We got to work on solving it. If you cry over the fact that the milk is spilt, yes. you're never going to get the milk wiped up. Right, right. right. But only the difference is the water. Uh, yeah, water, not milk. Right. Milk's more annoying of a spill. Water <laughs> is just, uh, well, you know, I was going to clean that floor anyway. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And next one, when there are too many boatmen, the boat goes to the mountain. It crashes into the mountain? Is that what that means? Yeah, yeah. And the Korean is? Well, that sounds to me like uh, there are too many cooks or too many cooks in the kitchen mm-hmm. spoil the soup. Yeah, that's so right. So if too many people are trying to steer the boat, they're going to end up crashing it into the mountain. Yeah. Somebody's got to have the decision-making power here. Sure. And you've got to trust that person. If everybody's putting in their two cents, uh, trying to steer the boat or make the soup, it's going to come out terrible. Mm-hmm. Great. And it takes two palms to make a clapping sound. 손바닥도 마주쳐야 소리가 난다. Well, that sounds like it takes two to tango. Yes. We would say it takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. So you need two people to, uh, well, what we would say, when we say it takes two to tango, mm-hmm. we're spreading, most of the time we're spreading guilt. We're saying, uh, look, this corruption thing, it takes two to tango, somebody to give the money and somebody to receive the money. Mm. So we're, in a way, we're implicating two parties. Is it the same when I you say... I think so. I yeah? think, yeah, it's the same in Korea as well. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it takes two hands to clap, you yes. might say. Yes, that's right. All right. Uh, and entrust the fish to the cat. This sounds like the English proverb, uh, put the wolf in charge of the sheep mm. or the fox in charge of the hen house. Right. There's an inherent conflict of interest here and you're making a terrible, terrible decision mm-hmm. putting this in that person or that organization's charge. Right. It's like, hey, cat, we trust you to watch over all of these fish, <laughs> fish. or this Tweety Bird here up in the cage. Mm-hmm. Take care of it. <laughs> uh, the cat's instincts or the wolf's instincts will get the better. And, you know, they, mm-hmm. there's an interesting little, do we have time? Yeah. We have an interesting little story where the, uh, let's say it's uh, the, the scorpion or rather the uh, spider and the scorpion. Have you okay. ever heard of it? Spider and the scorpion, or it doesn't matter what on the scorpion. He says, hey, uh, help me get across this river. Mm. And mm. Uh, he's, the scorpion uh, says, uh, "Don't aren't you afraid I'll sting you? And right, the other right. animal goes, but we'll both die if we do. Right, right. So they get he gets on the scorpion's back. They go halfway across. Scorpion stings them. Right. They both fall down. Mm. And he goes, why did you do that? It's just what I am, right, right. the scorpion that's, says. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. All right, next one. Next one. To take or eat a pheasant and its egg. <laughs> now, there you've thrown me a bit. Mm. You're going to go and find a pheasant and its egg. Does that mean to get more than you expected or something? Yeah, that's right. So, similar one, you um, use only one stone and then kill two birds. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, kill two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. All right. So, get the pheasant and its egg. I guess you'd catch the pheasant in its nest, right? Oh, uh, it's similar. That's right. But there's actually a little sad story behind this okay. proverb. Because during this uh, um, Korea's industrialization period... The mountains, there were so many trees were cut down and then forest lands were set on fire to build more factories. So you could just easily see these pheasants um, die in the forest fire. You know, like these pheasants are very motherly animals, you know that? So they, instead of they just fly away, they would just protect their eggs. 
So um, when you find a dead pheasant, you would see Oh, uh, so the pheasant was trying so hard to protect. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I had that story backwards. The scorpion doesn't swim. The scorpion's like pr- trying to get a duck to swim across. And the duck is like, won't you sting me? And he says, of course not, because then we'll both die. Uh. But then the scorpion riding the duck or whatever can swim mm. stings, and then they both die. Ah, yeah. okay. So <laughs> that's just what I am. That was really bothering me for a second there. Mm. But yeah, that's pretty sad. Uh, if if, a, if a, the pheasant perceives danger, it's going to go try and protect those eggs. And if the forest is on fire, mm. the mother pheasant will die with her eggs. I know. And then somebody will come along and find boiled yeah, eggs. and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> roasted pheasant. So in the old days, that was like a bonanza for, yeah, you know, in sure. the Joseon era or whatever. <laughs> hey, roast pheasant. <laughs> so something similar to this is like sweeping the garden or sweeping the the court and find the money. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Or, yeah, cleaning up the sofa and finding the change behind right. the... Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, so we have a lot of parallels between these Western things. Some of them are really weird. There's a, my, my friend, uh, Che Sang Hoon, he's the correspondent over at the New York Times, and he's written a book called How Koreans Talk. Have you ever okay. seen it? Mm-mm. How Koreans Talk. And it's basically a big book full of, uh, very weird little expressions. Okay. Um, <laughs> he wrote another one too. I can't remember the name, <laughs> but Koreans have some very quirky expressions. Really? Uh, things that don't necessarily link back to English. Okay. Um, I wish if you can just uh, give me an example. I'm just so curious. Oh, gosh. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I wished I'd have brought the book in mm. or at least copied down something from it. Uh, meet you here next week, and okay. I'll, I'll bring you a couple of examples right. of that. Okay, okay. But it's not always one-to-one, Western to sure. uh, Korean. Mm-hmm, right. Um, and then lots of Korean proverbs. You would just notice there are lots of animals actually are featured as a metaphor in the Korean proverbs. Mm. And tigers are the favorite animals. Tigers, and I mean, and dogs and in cats. House. And rats. Oh, rats as well, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm, right. Tigers. Well, this country was, uh, they say this country geographically looks like a looks crouched like a tiger. tiger. Mm-hmm. And wasn't a tiger involved in the founding myth? Of, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, you, know, I, you can imagine there's plenty of old proverbs involving tigers. Right. So expression like this, when a tiger used to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> 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 a tiger used to... It's, is that a proverb in itself? Uh, colloquially, it means a long, long time ago. I see. So, in the old, old days, when tigers smoked tobacco pipes, something like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Or um, even even if you are caught by a tiger, you will survive if you keep your cool. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you talk about the tiger, the tiger will appear. Which, of course, has an exact cognate in English where you speak of the devil and the That's devil right. appears. Mm-hmm. And another one that has um, an animal in it is uh, three years at Sotang or a village school enables even a dog recite a poem. That's a good school. <laughs> you can get a dog reciting poetry. <laughs> Uh, you that's don't right. need to pay big money for a hagwon. <laughs> Just send them to that sodang. Sure, that's right. But sadly, there's no sodang anymore. Uh, sodang was the uh, village school, which was like the education insti- uh, institution back in the day during the Joseon or even Korea dynasty. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. And then there's only one teacher who was the headmaster. Um, and one teacher and only for Yangban noble boys. I see. So this mm. was the cream of the cream of schools. What mm-hmm. you might find in a high-priced hagwon nowadays was sort of the norm yes. for the upper class. Mm-hmm. Sodang. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to remember that word. Okay. And the teacher would guide 
the students so well that even a dog within three years could <laughs> recite poetry. Right. This is how they um, study it. Like all these students are seated on the floor with their books and then they're supposed to read the book at the loudest pitch of their voices. They were like swaying side by side. They just um, recite all these Chinese characters. Okay. Um, and then if you're exposed to this sort of environment for too long, even a dog or a not so smart person can um, learn how to read. That's uh, what it implies. Practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. Repetition is the mother of skill. There right. are two proverbs that uh, kind of plug into that idea. If right. you sit and recite for three years, then you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. And then, Cardi, the younger generation actually give it a little modern twist to this proverb. So instead of sadang, because there's no sadang anymore, okay. after three years in a Korean snack restaurant or punsikjip, even a dog can cook ramen. Really? <laughs> Now that would be an exciting viral video to watch a dog prepare your ramyun. Right. Or maybe even your kimbap. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, takes it because I'm under the impression you need opposable thumbs to make uh, kimbap. And if a dog can do it with two paws, oh. that's going to be very cute. And a lot of people will go, oh, when they yeah, see it. Oh, right. it's, <laughs> it's Murphy the kimbap making dog. <laughs> So All right, so yeah, a cooking dog. We're going to strive <laughs> for that. If anybody has some footage of the kimbap making dog, then <laughs> definitely, or the ramyon making dog. Uh-huh. Uh, ramyon uh, didn't have that back in the old days no. of the proverbs, did mm-hmm. they? Right. So, do we get many food proverbs like that? Noodles, things like that. Mm, sure. You know, um, Kurt, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, right? I do. Mm-hmm. Is that a Korean proverb as well? Korean would Koreans would say other person's rice cake looks bigger than mine. And the word would be tok. Tok. So that dog is over there is bigger. Bigger, yes. Give me the Korean for that guy's dog is bigger or the the proverb. Does that mean big? Big. Okay. So big. people are jealous of the other guy's dog. They perceive it to be bigger. It's like the grass is greener. You're yes. never content with what you have is basically the, the gist of it. That's right. And then one more interesting one. I think this is my favorite one. You drink kimchi soup or kimchi juice before anyone offers you rice cake. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Does that mean you're greedy? Um, you are dreaming on something that is not likely to happen. For example, you 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 buy a lottery ticket, but you're already planning on how you spend your prize money. So somebody is not actually giving you any anything good, but you're already drinking kimchi soup because, you know, rice cake is a little dry. When yeah, it sort of it, offsets the kimchi soup. You mm. you are presuming that you're going to get a rice cake in drinking all this kimchi yes, soup. Yes, yes, yes. So mm-hmm. we might say, do you know what the English equivalent might be? Oh, uh, don't count chickens. Your chickens mm-hmm. before they hatch. Right, yeah, that's right. a. Mm-hmm. You know all. You are bi proverbial. <laughs> you know, but proverbs in both languages. That's very impressive. <laughs> so, um, let's see. What mm-hmm. other proverbs should we talk about? Okay, so Kurt, just let me know if you can do. Uh, if you find them uh, like these uh, proverbs, I'm gonna just read. Easy to do. I mean, eating rice cakes while lying down, or eating a cooled down porridge, or swimming in the water with your hands touching the ground. Are these all proverbs, or am I supposed to pick the real one? Oh, no, no, these are all the proverbs. They but all are they sad. have the same meaning. Okay, so very easy. Very easy. That's right. Duck soup. My dad used to say that all the time. <laughs> Duck soup. 
duck soup means you know <laughs> it's it's incredibly easy. Okay. Uh, duck soup, you chuck a duck in the water, you boil it. There's your duck soup. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's so. <laughs> so wow. very easy. Okay, very easy. But I heard like lots of foreigners find these um, problems very confusing because like swimming with your hands touching the ground, it's not really easy. And then a really chewy, um, sticky rice cake, you're eating it while lying down. It yeah. might be you might choke on it, but uh, <laughs> well, you don't want to lie like flat down. You want to yes. sort of lie like a Roman, sort of on your side. That's right. And like just to feed mermaid. yourself. Poster, I don't know. <laughs> mermaid poster. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. So uh, that has something to do with undol. Because that's where Koreans live, especially in the cold months. You're you're basically lying down, getting as, as much body surface connected to that warm floor yes, as you can. Yes. So when you are super happy, if you are content with something or what you have, people say my stomach is full and then my back is warm. There you go. Mm-hmm. My stomach is full mm-hmm. and my back is warm. And if I flip over, my stomach will soon be warm as well. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this ondol to the max. So you get sort of a peek at uh, Korean culture and lifestyle through these various uh, proverbs, snapshots of how people sat or lay on the floor, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they give you a lot of insight, don't they? Yeah, that's right. Um, well... October 9th was Hangul Day, so I think we can just... Uh, and I didn't go to any parties. I feel guilty. Oh, no. Did you go to any Hangul parties? No, no not really. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't make a big uh, deal out of it this year. Mm. Last year, I remember that somehow, I remember it seeming like a bigger deal. Mm, so why do you bring up Hangul Day? Um, because I'm just going to give you one proverb that uh, you might want to know. Um, if you... Are actually studying Korean alphabet Hangul. Yes. Um, lay down a sickle and still not know the first letter of the Korean alphabet, which uh, is uh, kiok ka. Kiok. They yes. say Kanada Ramabasa, right? Yeah. And they don't say like yeah, the vowels first or a vowel first, the way mm. we do in the U.S. alphabet or the English alphabet. Great. So when you look at the uh, sickle, sickle is a uh, tool with a, a, a crescent shaped. Blade, uh-huh. right? And oh, I see. So they're making a visual pun. That's right. Yok, which is a K in Korean or a G, looks a little bit like a sickle. Yeah, that's right. It's basically like a, a rotated L. Mm. Rotated and flipped that's L. Right. Mm-hmm. Ah, interesting. Okay. Mm. So, well, someone is so dumb, they cannot even begin the alphabet, even when there's a sickle sitting right next to you. That's obviously a big hint, right? Uh-huh. So it, it means like... Um, so this is somebody who's not a bright person. Not a bright person. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to... Uh, I, I, <laughs> most of the ones that I know uh, involve some salty language in terms of describing a, a, a dumb person. So I won't bring them up here, but okay. uh, we've got basically that same idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I can think of one. Dumber, dumber than a bag of hammers. Mm, yeah, okay. or dumber than a bag of rocks. All right. Yeah, mm. but yours is more colorful. You can see a sickle and still not recognize a kiok. Kiok. Mm-hmm. Okay, very bookish, very young bunny kind of thing. <laughs> is that an old proverb? Uh, old, but still. Uh, and people still say it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm.
We've got a little time. We've got some more uh, okay. proverbs in the okay. hopper. Um, you know what butang is as a job? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a shaman priest, basically, right? Right, right. But if you put sun in front of this mudang, that means uh, it's a novice shaman, not so skilled. Mudang sun? Sun mudang. Sun mudang. Mm-hmm, sun okay. mudang. And there's a saying, a clumsy shaman can kill a person. <laughs> shamans are supposed to um, help you. I mean, they they are um, called upon to exorcise a demon in an attempt to cure a client's illness or to make clients' business uh, mm-hmm. thrive, something okay. like that. Um, they perform this special rituals. Sometimes they dance on a sharp straw cutter. That looks really dangerous. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, this proverb uh, warns an incompetent or uh, not so skilled people can actually ruin things or hurt others. Okay. Mm. So the the unskilled apprentice shaman yes. can actually do more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know as though I, I can think of a parallel proverb, but I get the sense of it. Yes. Yeah. So who has no knowledge or no experience yeah. can actually ruin. Maybe if we're reaching, we can say sometimes the cure can be worse than the disease. Mm. You know, if the cure is going to do you more harm okay. than just uh, the, the disease itself. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so people with just a little bit, oh, a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing sometimes. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. That's, mm-hmm. that's one that yeah. kind of matches. Right, I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, one more what makes the stew taste better is the soybean paste, not the earthen pot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This sounds like uh, you should be here on Wednesday when we're talking cooking tips. Ah. But uh, what besides uh, just a kitchen tip, what is this supposed to mean on a deeper level? Well, if there's a, like, let's say, pekje uh, porcelain or goryeo salad on, and then there's this earthen pot, where would you put your doenjangjigae or kimchi jjigae in it? I'm inclined to put it in the earthier Pot. Yes. Yeah. Um, of course, for probably the proper deep flavor, that's tukbegi. Tukbegi is... Is the pot? The earthen pot. Tukbegi. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the uh, ingredients is more important to um, great tasting food than the container, ah, right? Ah, there we so, go. So, yeah. Actual essence or nature of things means much more than the appearance. Uh-huh. Mm. So, again, we get back to don't judge a book by its cover, mm-hmm. or we could even say, like, beauty is only skin deep, yes. right? Uh, you know, it may look good. That porcelain may look really good to serve the, the stew in, but mm-hmm. unless the stew has ingredients that make it good, yes. internal ingredients, right. then, you know, you're just looking at a pretty package. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. <laughs> I think we've got time for about, do we? Um, not really. Can you get me, like, one more real quick? Okay. Go to get rid of a lump and come back with another. <laughs> <laughs> Make a bad thing worse, basically, is yeah, what you're that's talking right. about. Mm-hmm. Okay, out of the frying pan, into the fire. <laughs> well, there's your rundown of Korean Proverbs. Michelle, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having me. That's going to bring our proverb-laden careerscape to a close. We are produced by Oh Jong-sup, with associate production by Jamie Lee and writing by Nikki Kim. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The handle is Koreascape. Tomorrow, it's Food and Beyond. We talk about food for the full hour with Yerika Park. If you're in Seoul, This, That, and Amy is up next. See you tomorrow.